following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. The Nostalgia Funhouse proudly dedicates all episodes in the loving memory of Connie Chirac. So, Johnny, I've, I've been hearing really great things about this Nostalgia Funhouse. It just brings back so many great memories. Andrew, uh, another reason I'm maybe in line with you here is that you really vouched for this show. So, I'm just going to believe you that this is the show that you know I've been wanting, which is just talking about all the fun stuff from our yesteryear and the years before uh, and I really hate anything meta so I'm glad that what we're doing right now is not that oh no definitely what is meta is, isn't that Ron Artessa's new name <laughs> well add world and peace to it sure <laughs> yeah but this is this is great they like last year they were like tearing play sets and Halloween costumes and well they, that sounds cool they get like this weird court recordings from like pop culture courts does anybody care about court cases these ones are kind of cool. They put Scott Kelvin on trial for Santa Claus there. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, you're. That sounds interesting. Yeah, man. You know what's the best part about this is though? Because I hear they always got a really great sponsor. You can check it out right there. Hey, how can I get muscles like you guys? You can start by getting in shape with a Hulkamania workout set. Great! It's got everything you need. Head and wristband. A jump rope for warming up. A hand gripper for power. Dumbbells for strength. An exercise poster. And even Hulk's own workout tape. The Hulkamania workout set. You from LJN. Are you in shape yet? Yeah! Hello, welcome to the Nostalgia Funhouse. I'm Johnny, and over there by my side is that jockass himself, Andrew. That is what's the great. What's up, jockass? That is the greatest phrase, and he says it a hundred times. Why is jabroni still being used when you can say jockass? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Man, what a I've never heard that term ever, by the way. But he says it in his movie that we're about to talk about at least four to five times. That's his oh, yeah. main insult go to. Yes. If you uh uh we are reviewing no holds barred. Hey when are you looking for a little escape? <laughs> Want to see something this is you don't see every day? Are you ready for a whole new Hulk Hogan? Hulk Hogan is ripped. To the world, he's a hero. But to this man, he's history. Zeus. Stand back. Way back. Get ready for the battle no ropes can hold. No ring. No referee. No rules. Gentlemen, it's time. No holds barred. This is an unprecedented display of strength. This is Hulk Hogan's first starring role. That's right, yeah. Uh, this is what, Halt of Hulkamania? Hulkamania, what, four or five years into it? Came yeah, out it's got to be there, right? June of 1989. This movie was a budget of $8 million. Now, before we even say any numbers, let's also put out this. Nobody actually knows for sure this stuff because this is very much a Vince McMahon slash Hulk Hogan vehicle where they had a lot of control. It is. And uh, so the numbers may or may not be kayfabe. We don't know. Yeah. Well, it does say estimated budget. 
Yeah, nobody really knows. Nobody uh, like one of the things you read is that it, it did make money. Other things you read is that Hulk Hogan still owes Vince McMahon a check. That's one of the fun jokes that goes <laughs> around, depending on who you ask. Uh, there's a, a, another one is that Hulk Hogan. There's a big fight at the end, and uh, Hulk Hogan claims he wrote that scene while he was sitting on the toilet. Uh, there's all kinds of great uh, stuff. I think the the lore about the making of the movie, just just to give a little bit away, is more interesting than the movie. <laughs> well, I think he rewrote Mister Nanny too, but he didn't get a writing credit. Oh Did yeah, you hear that rumor? <laughs> yeah, I heard he had like uh, he rewrote some of the most important seasons, Saving Private Ryan. Oh, you know Hulk Hogan is just a the man of the people. That's when he got drafted by the Cincinnati Reds. Yes. <laughs> He uh, get this. He's the one who discovered Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Oh, and, incredible. And Kevin Owens. Yes. <laughs> On the same day, he discovered. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful Hulk Hogan childhood memories. Yeah, it's all right. You still have the memories from childhood. That's what I do. Like you know what? I may not care that much for him now, but I do have fond memories of the man from before. So my question to you is. Did you see this movie as a child? Because I did. Yes. Yes. Okay. Forever ago. And I guarantee you it's been at least 20 plus years since I'd seen it. Well, good, probably 30 years. Okay. I probably or almost 30 years. I have probably not seen this since this came out on video rental. That would be my guess for myself as well. Because I don't have too many memories. The fight scene at the end. But I remember the the, the fight scene at the end. I remembered. And, of course, there's a very iconic part in this movie that I definitely remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whole movie. Perhaps, perhaps one of the most iconic lines in all of movies ever. So, Johnny and I like to go hour and a half. Hour and a half movies. Hour and a half yeah. movies. We like quick to the point in everything. If you listen, you know, if, if you've listened to this podcast many times or... You're just joining us. We go 45 minutes to an hour. Very rarely do we go over that hour thing. Maybe 15 minutes because I add in a bunch of stuff like ads and stuff like that. Sometimes we're it's half an hour and done. And Johnny said this is the longest hour and a half <laughs> he's ever had in his life. It felt like it wasn't going to end. <laughs> Some of these scenes were twice as long than they needed to be. And what needed to be developed was it. So if you it's, don't know the story of no hope. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, go, go. I was just going to get this out here too. And also two romantic leads who have like the least bit of chemistry oh between God. each other that I've seen in a while. Oh, so if you've never seen no holds part, consider yourself lucky. Um, <laughs> it's on Tubi. <laughs> <laughs> that should have told me right there. <laughs> Oh, just so everybody knows, we went on an adventure just to end up to watch this movie because we had two movies picked before this one that that aren't streaming anywhere oh. without paying for it. And famously, we refuse to pay for any movie before we watch it. So, yeah, uh, which I guess we get what we deserve. <laughs> I guess so, because there is that meme going around that all Tubi does is go to the Goodwill and grab every single DVD that's available and then just puts it up on their streaming site. Hey, you know, I get it, and it is funny, but at the end of the day, uh, I'm glad that these movies, even the ones that I don't like, are somewhere. (laughs) True. Because you need to be reminded. Yeah. Yeah. So Hulk Hogan plays Rip Thomas. Let me me correct you there. Hulk Hogan plays himself. No, this is literally they changed his name to Rip, but they could have just easily kept it Hulk Hogan and not and everything would have been the exact same because everything else is the same. Because can you guess what he is, Johnny? He is the World Wrestling Federation heavyweight champion, which I guess makes sense now because you can kind of say that without using it. Yeah, (laughs) because the WWE and pretty much there's. This is so bad. You could tell Vince McMahon had and Hulk Hogan had some. Oh, most of the humor is very much Vince McMahon humor. It's all gross. Like the first 45 minutes of this movie is just gross. Could you hear him in the back going, good shit, pal? Yeah. Oh, yes. You know what would be a good yeah. idea? Yeah. 
like it's all like a, it's all like a on the level of like um you know when you're growing up and you hit kind of the middle school age and you're like oh uh stuff will poop and pee is funny that's all this is it's just it's the grossest humor you can think of well i thought I feel like a five-year-old wrote this. I'm not going to lie. I don't yeah. want to disrespect the guy that is credited with writing this, but we all know. Well, let's be fair. The guy who's credited with it, the lore behind that is Vince and Hulk hated the script that he came up with originally oh. and rewrote most of it. So I think you can complain about all you want because he went on to do some other movies. I'm pretty sure I, I saw somewhere, but uh, um. God. Yeah, so uh, that I mean, if I wrote this, I'd be like, yeah, I didn't have anything to do with it at the end. Yeah, <laughs> that's all Vincent Hulk right there. Uh, so he, so he is like the big champion once again. <laughs> like Johnny said, he's playing Hulk Hogan. Yeah, and Mister Tom Burrell, who is the head of, this is where a five year old gets into it. Who is the head of the World Television Network? We can't just think of a better name. Oh, that's not even the worst name. What he calls his tournament that he comes up with later oh. is the worst tournament name. of. That's definitely a five-year-old thought of that. <laughs> so he wants he wants Rip. He doesn't want to buy the Federation. He just wants Rip because he wants ratings. Yeah. So after he called Rip a jockass and <laughs> tried to buy him off with a blank check. By uh, the way, I will say real quick that that guy, though, that actor... Has been in, is he like he's instantly recognizable. You'll know him immediately. He's been in so many stuff. He was in like Ghostbusters two. Um, yeah. He's been in a lot of stuff. Wayne's World. Yeah, yeah, Wayne's World. Yeah, His instantly recognizable. Have been in there. In there a lot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he doesn't get them. So he goes to this bar, which is very seedy kind of underworld. You know, Vince McMahon thought it up like. Oh my goodness, you know what poor people go to? They go to bars where there's guys getting tattoos and everything else. Ha ha ha. I'm rich. Uh so he goes to this bar and he sees like this bare knuckle fighting thing. Yeah. Uh shout out to Stan Hansen for being in the scene. And this is where Burrell gets the idea. He is going to make a show called Johnny, you brought it up. Yeah. What's it called, Andrew? <laughs> gee not like ultimate tournament or this is before ultimate fighter or no he decides to come up with battle of the tough guys that's the literal name of his show battle of the tough guys now if you're not where the executive uh oh by the way he's over to, he's over the top evil uh, yeah. as an executive yeah I felt I actually have that in my notes. I don't know if this is like 1994 Ted Turner <laughs> or just Vince McMahon all the time. I, <laughs> that is the best way to sum up this character. Oh, we've already we've already zoomed past the iconic line. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. We haven't. We're getting to it. We're getting, no, no. We already did because he does it after the. Oh, because after he, he tries to get Rip. Rip says yeah. no. And then that's when it happens after that because uh, Rip's in the in the um, limo, and to get revenge, I guess uh, that that executive sends some bad guys after him in the limo, and the guy, the poor guy who's driven the limo, is the one at the very end who says the very iconic line, because uh, Hulk Hogan picks him up by the collar of his shirt, and he says, "What's that smell?" And the guy goes, and that's when you should cheer because the movie doesn't get any better than that. I love it how they make Hulk Hogan so overpowered that yeah. he's kicking the limo. And yes. It's moving. And it's moving to the point where it's not like shaking back and forth. He kicks the limo so he's so strong that when he kicks that limo, it literally changes how the car drives it, it knocks it back and forth side to side on the road i love that and the ray mysterio jumping off out of through the roof yeah. of the car that's what i was waiting for him to say <laughs> so rip makes this a bad or not rip sorry uh 
Mr. Burrell makes this uh, Battle of the Tough Guy tournaments. But what he does too, though, is he sends it a corporate spy called Samantha Moore. Yeah. I guess in the show movie, she is called some Samantha N. Moore. Oh, uh, clever. Yeah. I was watching the Wrestling Regret review and he pointed that out. Shout out to Wrestling with Regret. Oh, I need to watch that. I don't think I've seen that episode. Oh, I usually a- watch him, but I guess I missed that one. But uh, she's a very attractive lady. Mm-hmm. So obviously they're they're setting up, and it's very obvious that she's got eyes for Hulk. And Hulk has eyes for her. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so she's there. Um, she is like the corporate spy. But she ends up falling for him as he saves uh, a diner from getting robbed. Which Let's talk it, about this. Let's talk about this. This I have a, I have a major note for this. First of all, they're playing the Monday Night Football theme song over this whole entire time. They're playing Hank Williams Jr., Rowdy Friends. Yes. Here's the scene. <laughs> they're going to this small town that I, I guess it's where he's from. That's I, what it seemed like because the people there knew him. They don't give you anything. They give yeah, you this all is the crap. You have to assume a lot in this movie. Because so, a lot of questions. So they show up in this, in this, it's obviously a small town diner type place. Mm-hmm. And they establish that they're, he's known there through the waitress. They have a very funny, playful back and forth type of thing. And then out of nowhere, these two guys uh, jump into the, the restaurant to rob it. They have guns and everything. And Rip says... Uh, you know, he gets up and he goes, "Hey, hit the floor!" And he gets up and he and he beats them up. My argument here is, Rib did so much more damage to this restaurant that will cost them way more money than what these guys would have stole from them out of the register. As he maybe he paid for it though. You don't know because they don't say no because they don't say anything about yeah. the really important th- the backstory. And of course, uh, you have to get. There's always that uh, scene of one of the guys getting uh, thrown across or uh, on top of the bar, and like you know, pushed across the bar. Yeah, that happens in every of these, every one of these movies. I love it how he yells "Get down" to everybody, and like the robbers are just like, "Hey, somebody yelled get down.' He must yeah. be with us, even though we know each other." Yeah, and by the way, there's two of them. They could have just shot him. <laughs> yes. Well, you can't shoot Hulk Hogan or Rip. You know, I'm just going to refer to him as Hulk Hogan. Yeah, you can't powerbomb Kidman, and you can't shoot Rip. <laughs> These are two laws of professional wrestling. But, uh, so, during the Battle of the Tough Guy tournament in the little CD bar, I forgot what the bar was called. I should have wrote that down. Uh, there's a fight, and it's going on, and it's, like, the most, like, once again, the most obnoxious what Vince McMahon would think is going to be a tough guy. Like there's a guy with like long armpit hair spraying at his face with like deodorant or something. I don't even know. A lot of stereotypes here. Yeah, like Stan Hansen is got like this ripped up half shirt. Oh, that was funny though. And before they started the Battle of the Tough Guys, when he's doing that was the other dumb part. Oh yeah, yeah. Where yeah. the two executives are talking at the urinal and they're making fun of everybody, and Hansen character comes out and he looks at their wieners. Yeah, they're wieners, and he calls them tiny wangers. He's like, "You got tiny wangers." So you're not even worth my time as a southern man. Yeah. This whole thing offended me. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what Vince Vince was going for, which is why Vince notoriously just if you don't follow uh, professional wrestling he really truly hates the southern accent yeah which is well because he's actually from my state we don't claim him by the way just so you know like we don't want anything to do with him would you rather claim for your state because rick flair is big in north carolina yeah would you rather claim flair or vince michael jordan (laughs) (laughs) good answer (laughs) unless Unless you're with Matt, then Matt gets a little over the top about Michael Jordan. Uh, but, uh, so they're doing this battle, and then who comes in but Zeus? Yes. And uh, he just wrecks everybody. And he's a big man. He's a big dude. 
Uh, I definitely remember Andrew when he actually showed up in the actual WWF to promote this movie. And he actually had a program with uh, Hulk Hogan. Wasn't it like the first of the second SummerSlam? It definitely led to a pay-per-view. The original thing was they were going to have a match, but thankfully they didn't do that. Uh, because I don't think, I mean, nothing, nothing wrong with Zeus. The guy did his part just fine. He's not the problem with this movie. No. Uh, in fact, I would say he's probably one of the better parts of it. If you just want to look at it from a, like he looks, he's big, he's intimidating. He's playing his part very well. The evil guy is the evil people are the best parts of this. movie. Yes. Yeah. They're the reason to watch it, but that's where the whole ultimate or Sorry, Battle of the Tough Guys. You keep trying to make it cooler than what it is. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get into what happens to Samantha because you could, you could. This poor, it. this poor lady. Uh, the, the hotel scene between her and Hulk Hogan is just the most dumbest thing in the world where they have one hotel room. Yeah. And they walk around brushing their teeth. Where's Hulk Hogan spitting to? Because he's in the room. Is he I spitting don't know. in one of the cups? Probably in the corner like a dog. <laughs> but they have to... Sep- Hulk Hogan separates the room with the world's strongest athletic tape because they yeah. pulled up that sheet pretty well. And then they're, they're arguing back and forth. And then all of a sudden... It, who wear, what woman wears that to bed on a nightly basis? Like, you could tell. that was all right, First of all, not only that, what woman wears that to bed with a person she doesn't know very well? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I get why they did it for the movie because again, she's very attractive. She's an attractive lady, right? So uh, I, I understand it. But if you're just looking at this from a, a logical standpoint, uh, now, I guess they would say she was technically hired to seduce him. That was part of her, quote unquote, thing she was supposed to do. But it was very clear she wasn't comfortable with it. No. Right? Like that's part of her thing. She's just this is not for. Uh, not something I like doing, especially as she's slowly falling for the guy. Literally a, a few times, like especially when he breaks the bed. Oh, yeah, that because there is a scene where it looks like Hulk Hogan is pleasuring himself on the side of the bed. But really, he's just doing incline push-ups with his feet onto the bed. Yeah. So if you ever wanted to see Hulk Hogan in a Speedo, oiled up and tan. This is the movie for you. This is definitely the movie for you. But then Hulk Hogan breaks the bed and she rolls over. How old how old is Hulk Hogan in this movie? Like how old is he actually when he films this? I don't even know. Cuz I feel like he looks he looks uh closer to NW like just in the face closer to NWO Hulk. <laughs> he came out in 89 and he was yeah. born in 53. I can't do that, man. Yeah, I can't do that either. Um Give me a second. Uh I'm asking the hard-hitting questions here. Yeah. My brain's not working right now. I'm going to go... Uh, Give me a 40. Guy. 41. He's around 36 years old. 36, probably 37. 30, well, 35 to 37, I would say. It looks like he's in his late 40s to me. But uh, anyway, and she looks... She looks... They, they look... She looks like she's in there like mid to late twenties, if I've just had to guess. Right. Um, but uh, it's wow. She was actually only three, no, five years younger than Hulk Hogan at this point. Well, she looked way better than he did. <laughs> and shout out to her. She was born on my birthday. Oh, well, there we go. It's a great day. Yeah. Uh, but so uh, when he finally gets done working out, which apparently takes him forever because she had been asleep for a while. He jumps on the bed to go to sleep and breaks the bed. Oh, and she gets mad. Understandably, by the way, she had every right to be upset. And he goes, "You just don't have a good sense of humor." I'm gonna go sleep. In the- <laughs> I I feel like that this was looking back on it and talking to you about it is like I think they were trying to go for like a trains, planes, and automobiles. Yes. Yes, or but like a but like happen. a romantic version of that. Yeah, and it just didn't work out. But then they fall in love. So of course they do. So if you're an evil man and you fall and your corporate spy that was supposed to seduce somebody falls in love with their target, you mm-hmm. smack them. 
You smack the shit out of them is what you do. And then you know what else you do, Johnny? You you send a you send somebody to beat her up again? Yes. And do the word that rhymes with grape. Yeah. Yeah. Really now that I'm watching this movie and what's going on with Vince McMahon, it all makes more and more sense to me. And then and then she technically gets kidnapped. Yes. In the because finally there's a point where this is the dumbest thing in the world. <laughs> Rip's brother, who he's so close to, but they only mention once why they're why he's close. You see him every once in a while, like but, he's kind of a background character, but they don't really establish their like really close brother. Like they hug like once, and I guess I'm supposed to tell you everything you need to know about how close they are. What do you see him like three times? Like once in the beginning, once when they're watching the Battle of the Tough Guys, which hurts me to say because it makes it sound like I just made it up in preschool. Uh. And then he gets beat up. Zeus beats yeah. him up. Oh no, the limo though. I'm talking about actually. Oh, before all yeah. together. I think there's what three times. You think he's just kind of part of the him. entourage, right? Like, yeah, uh, yeah it doesn't. And his friend should have got beaten because they're at a Zeus fight and it breaks. Like everybody starts running away, and he runs. Just so happens, runs into the Burrell, and his friends with him, and he's like, he's like, oh look, we got a bunch of Rip fans because you know if your brother is hulk hogan you should wear a t-shirt everywhere of them yeah or rip and they're like no man that's rip's brother yeah that friend is a uh, need to be he's one to be smacked <laughs> and he only got hit once and the brother didn't he didn't even seem like he got beat that bad but yet he's like completely paralyzed from the neck down he's basically put in a coma it seems like yeah because they're at his bedside in the hospital and when he wakes up, like they're all like, like oh god, he just woke up from his coma type of situation. Uh, you had a little Arnold in there. there. <laughs> coma. Coma. Uh, Is it a coma? But after this, Rip does vow, and then that was that whole stupid thing where he went into Zeus's training thing, and there was the slide projector on the mirror, and he breaks the mirror, and they're all laughing at him. But then he decides to finally wrestle him. And he wrestles him in his belt, like wearing the championship belt there for a while. Did you notice that? Yeah, because he, he loses it, right? I think uh, he loses a belt because uh, I remember that guy saying, hit him with it, hit him with it. But uh, there's but there's a lot that happens in this final fight. Yeah, I don't even like, oh, we I, forgot to mention that Zeus, and and you only know this because of like one quick sentence. Oh, the Zeus trainer. had killed had killed a man, and his trainer, who happened also be is also the trainer for Rip, of course. Yeah. Oh, because the trainer couldn't control Zeus. Yeah, because but then also the newspaper report thriller killer. After we've already established, he killed a kid. Yeah, there's no ifs. Like he literally killed somebody. Like you can't go back and be like, well, pretty nice guy. I guess he's getting ratings. Yeah. Now but- I'm also going to say this as a I'm very upfront about myself, and as a man who has an eye that's getting lazier and lazier as I get older, uh, I I I sort of like feel for Zeus, right? Like he's uh, he's also got a very strong lazy eye, and um. Uh, that sort of through no fault of his own is the only thing that takes away from how tough and big and mean he looks. But when he's looking mean, he's just got that one eye. It's a little late. And I knew again, this is coming from experience. <laughs> so I can say this stuff. <laughs> uh, that it kind of takes away from it a little bit. I'm just saying as I got the lazy eye, uh, I'm looking, I'm looking at you sort of, I... I'm sort of looking at you, heartbreak kid. Uh, you know, it's just uh, it's hard to look tough. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think it was that bad. Maybe I'm maybe that. I'm I'm more sensitive to it. Maybe I guess, I, but because he's still big and imposing, I think. Oh that's... yeah, I would never say it to his face. Maybe he... that's his rage. Oh man, I bet you're right. Yeah, maybe he was. You know how mad I am. I'm mad all the time. Maybe he was picked on as a kid for it, and that's yeah, started working out. And he just couldn't be controlled. I just, I just uh, looked to Shawn Michaels for my inspiration. Yeah, because he's a sexy boy, and so I can be too. 
He's not your boy toy, Johnny. That's right. <laughs> but uh, what did you think of this fight? This uh, fight slash wrestling match, whatever you want to call it. It was a fight. Yeah. It wasn't like this was supposed to be a wrestling movie and barely any moves where it was like watching a Hulk Hogan match. There's a lot of punching, little moves here and there. You know that running double axe handle thing he did? Yeah, that was. That's funny. technically his finisher when he was in Japan, was that? Oh, really? Because yeah. that's horrible. Don't it? There, uh, let's see. That pretty much was that. So, pretty much that's it. He sees his brother outside of the ring, moving his finger, going, Get up, bro. Get up, bro. Get <laughs> yes. up, bro. There's a lot of very much uh, sports movie. Um, I have a theory. Things you see all the time. Yeah. So I have a theory for this movie. Okay. Uh, so he's yelling. He finally gets up. And what what does Rip do? Because once again, as you so pointed out, it's Hulk Hogan playing Hulk Hogan. Oh, he Hulk. Oh, he Hulk's. He rips up. <laughs> oh, yeah. He rips up. That was the best <laughs> in the beginning, too. And he's like, he's doing his patented rip. And he's doing the shirt thing. Oh, my goodness. But he Hulk's up. He ultimately defeats Zeus because Zeus will not turn around for half of the time. I and he defeats Zeus because they they somehow ended up on top of the well they go up the, into this into the crowd and they're like up above the ring and he knocks them through he knocks them down and he falls down through the ring. Yeah, which is a really it, like it really reminded me of. Um, Sort of like think of when like Lesnar and Big Show did that uh, thing where the, there's a lot of wrestling talk today oh. on here, where um, they bumped into the ring and the whole ring kind of collapsed. It's sort of like that a little bit, but like he literally creates a crater where he lands. <laughs> wow, I was going really old school. I thought you were gonna say Taz and Bigelow. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's even more close because they kind of go through the ring, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but it doesn't even look natural. Well, no. Here we are talking about wrestling in a movie, but, but <laughs> so that okay. My argument's invalid. I'm but not. what's even more wild is after that, he Rip turns around and he sees that executive guy, oh, yeah. uh, the big evil's executive guy, and he throws a chair through the window to get to him, and the guy backs up and gets electrocuted to death. He dies, and while obviously we're not mad that he died because he's been awful in this movie. But the crowd, who know nothing about any of this, don't know anything about this man, cheer. <laughs> it's somehow his brother is just standing up with the help of people. Like, nobody wants to put him back in his chair because there was the point where his brother gets knocked out of the chair. Yeah. And he couldn't even get him a motorized wheelchair. Like, you're, you're supposedly have all this money. Yeah, for real. Um, by the way, the movie just ends there. Like, he just kind of, like... Hey, he beats everybody. Oh, movie's over. <laughs> so, thank God we got through this. Don't ever <laughs> but there are parts where we mentioned the brother. They don't give us any backstory. The only thing is Mean Gene and Jesse Ventura. That, that was my favorite part. <laughs> yeah, Jesse Ventura is a hell of an actor. If you've yeah, and Mean Gene, and I, just, and I just love Mean Gene, so... I did pop for that. I'm not going to lie. Where they mentioned that they've never been closer since rips, since their parents have died, but yet they're always apart in this movie. Yeah. Um, I got to say sorry to Bill Eady because I definitely got to bring this out. When I was watching this, he um, rip, you know, Hulk Hogan is wrestling a man called Jake Bullet, played by Bill Eady. And for a minute there, I thought it was Iron Mike Sharp. So I'm sorry, Bill Eady, that I got you mixed up with the Iron Mike show. Also, apparently, and I could not find him, but a young Buff Bagwell is yeah, somewhere in this movie. I, I couldn't find him either. But that's the that's part of the lore. They, apparently, he's in this somewhere. I I couldn't tell you where. Like you can spot John Cena in Ready to Rumble. Yes, yeah, pretty easily. Uh, what else was my little peeves? Was the beginning when you first see rip come out and he's like snarling, like you're supposed to be like this big baby face, good guy. And you're coming out like this monstrous heel. 
Well, Hulk Hogan always kind of confused me because even when he's this big time good guy, even in his wrestling, he would some of his moves he would do is were heel stuff, like breaking the back was definitely a heel move. Yeah. He did that all the time. But I think it's because before he became his big time babyface, he was playing heel, I think, like in his early wrestling days. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's just so this is a very nerdy wrestling podcast. <laughs> and I'm gonna bring you this uh this topic here too. Where are the cops? Well, they had security. We've seen multiple kidnappings. The cops were helping with the kidnapping. That's where they were. Multiple kidnappings. A woman assaulted. And nothing is like ever. uh, I don't know. But that's. that, That. I can say Ready to Rumble is a better wrestling movie. (laughs) <laughs> and that's that's saying a lot about this i honestly had way more fun watching ready to rumble than this i did too Why? i felt i you could uh if you understand the wrestling term mark out more over ready to rumble yeah than you could watching this. now don't don't get us wrong neither are good movies they're not good no but ready to rumble is at least one of those for me a fun bad movie. Yes. Like something that I would like I would put on if when I'm doing editing or making graphics or something like that. Yeah. Like it's good background noise where this I would be like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. So my thing behind this is he did Rocky three. Yeah. Mr. Terry Balea. And every feel of this had some sort of kind of Rocky thing, like a Rocky. I don't even know if Rocky four was out at this time, but just a very Rocky feel to it. Like he's this big. Oh yeah. I or um, like well, he, it was a big three. deal. It was a big deal. He was in Rocky. Like it was a huge deal. Like Rocky, like Rocky three. Okay. There you got your trainer. And then all of a sudden there's this upstart guy from nowhere, you know, and clubber Lang coming. And what is, what is Zeus? He's a guy from jail. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about it, Oh yeah. Rocky, Rocky four came out at 85. I didn't think, I thought it came out later. Oh, so he, so if you think about it too, like if you're a big fan of uh, this stuff, if you see Hulk Hogan just show up in Rocky, that's actually pretty cool, right? That's actually a pretty cool moment. Uh, like, I'd put it on par with, you know, I love the uh, Bruce Lee movies, and there's that one movie where uh, Chuck Norris shows up, yeah. right? Like, that's just cool because you get to see those two fight. Like, that's sort of like a fantasy booking, if you want to call it that. So, saying Rocky taking on Hulk Hogan, that's fantasy booking. And it's a lot of fun you can have. Uh, but the problem with this movie to me is, and I don't understand it, is after besides Hulk, nobody does. <laughs> uh, besides Hulk, and besides, uh, you know, Jesse and uh, Jesse and um, Mean Gene at the beginning, were all the little cameos. You could have had so many wrestling came- cameos here. There's a few, but like they're. Like you could have just put any, like you could have had so many people in this, and at least made it fun from that aspect. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of miscues on this. Like you got Bill Eady, and it's cool because you won't recognize him because he doesn't have the face paint. This is the height of demolition. Ah oh, man, Howard Finkel, Joey Morella, the referee son of Gorilla Monsoon. But other than that, they just miss out on everything. Like you said, there's it's just it, it became a UFC fighter versus a wrestler. Yeah. I feel it was Ali versus Anoki. In that I know Ali's not a you know a UFC fighter, but that's what it yeah, two different was. fighting styles. Yeah. Two different fighting styles. It doesn't Nothing. This would this would work way more in like a Street Fighter movie than in what it was trying to be. It reminds me of, like I said, it reminds me of like trying to be a knockoff Rocky movie, and you like looking through once again Tubi, or you're at like yeah. Dollar Tree, and it's like Saki or something. <laughs> yeah, Andrew, I just think oh. you're being a jockass, though. You know, 
Stop being a jockass and uh, let's talk about who you'd want to be if you were in this movie. <laughs> oh, I got another I got another question after. Oh, okay, hit me with it, jockass. So, but first though, this got 10% of Rotten Tomatoes and the audience score is 34%. Oh man. Uh so my question to you is we're wrestling fans. Yeah. We enjoy wrestling. Which wrestler would you like to see remake this movie? <laughs> This is the first thing that popped through my head, and I was like, I must ask Johnny this question. Oh, man. Well, it has to be one of the big stars, right? But they would need... Am I trying to make it better or just keep it what it is? <laughs> uh, can we try to make it better? Okay. Who do you think we could make this better? Like, I've thought of a cu- I've thought of maybe a couple. Like, Cody Rhodes is actually I a pretty know. decent actor. Right there. Right. Yeah. I think he's a good actor, so I'd be all for that. Um I would take Cody. I think uh I, I think CM Punk could probably do it. Yeah. Um I would like to see like CM Punk play like the Zeus role. I th- I really think John Cena could do it. I would think it would be a better movie because I praise John Cena for his acting, even though a lot of people hate me for that. Why? He's not that bad. He's better. He's than, awesome in Peacemaker. Um, better than The Rock. Yes, way better than The Rock. Because at least he has a sense of humor about himself. Uh, it's got it. Yeah, I was thinking Cena. I was thinking Cody. But I would just like filter this thing with all kinds of like I would have like Kevin Owens would be one of the the guys, that, one of the tough guys. <laughs> yeah, like the main tough guy who spits and stuff. I like I'm gonna get KO. I throw like Seamus in there. Oh yeah, you gotta have Seamus. Gunther be in there for something. Oh, Gunther like, be my main bad guy, probably. Jeez, Johnny, you could tell what area you grew up in. <laughs> the evil European bad guy. I just like Gunther. I'm just I just I like the dude. I think he's I awesome. I know. It's just funny that you yeah. like Gunther's Austrian. Let's just go with this route. Yeah, I but I feel Cody or Cena would be the two best. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Please remake this. <laughs> but make it good. Yeah. Don't let well, we can't let Vince do anything now because he's got to go. Oh, he won't it. be anywhere near it. He's not gonna allow it to do anything. So that's fine. I like it also how on Tubi they changed it to the WWE studios. Oh, did they? I didn't even notice yeah. that. Yeah. Uh but who would I be? Yeah, who would you be in this? The guy running away from the studio. Um, best character with the most development. That's it. They all have the same development. Like, I would say Stan Hansen's character. He's just named Neanderthal. That's Freaking great, Vince. Oh, 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 he's gonna be a Neanderthal. Ha ha ha! You get it? Because he's stupid and in a box. Yeah. Um. Uh. I'm going with Tom Burrell, even though he's just way too over the top. Yeah, but I think he kind of knew what it what he was in. <laughs> I think he's the only one that knew what he was in. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um. I, would, I think I would. I think I would be. Can I be Jesse Ventura, even though he plays himself? Yeah, <laughs> and I'll be Mean Gene. There we go. That's we'll have to do. We'll have to do one scene, and we're done. <laughs> That's what pisses me off. Is they even say in there, like in the beginning, there, and I couldn't remember. I'm like, wow, Jesse Ventura was in this, and they even say in the beginning, like featuring or also starring Jesse Ventura, and he's that one scene and done. Yeah, that's it. Like, why couldn't he be the guy that turned on? And they probably just filmed that during like one of their show, well, one of their really, shows anyway. Uh, that would have just been foreshadowing the future when I said, "Why couldn't Jesse Ventura turn on Hulk Hogan?" <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's read you, this. We're you know we're writing this out of Dookies. We got to write this out of Dookies. Ah. Out of five, how many dookies do you give this incredible piece of cinema? 
I was I meant to go back to listen to Mac and me. <laughs> Don't you dare compare these. This is in the same boat in my mind as Mac and me. Yeah, you're destroying me. This, this is the, no. This is you put some respect on Mac and me's name. This is nowhere near as as what's the word I'm looking for? Um, fun as Mac and me. Did a, did a single Coca-Cola save anybody's life in this? I would have gone for that. I would have needed advertising. <laughs> Other than Hulk Hogan and Spandex. Every they didn't day. at all. If, if they at least would have thrown in one scene of Hulk Hogan Rip showing up at a McDonald's and uh, just have like a dancing football team surround him, then this would have been a much better movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is in Mac and me territory. No, this is way, way worse. I love Mac and no. me. I do not like this. No, if I go back to the way that like uh AVGN has like the bad game ometer. Yeah. This is at the end of my bad movie. Like Is this the worst movie we've seen for this show? I gotta put it in the same boat as Mac and me. I can't do that. And it's hurt my soul that you're saying that. That you're even comparing it. That you're even saying a sentence with those two movies together. It's is an insult to me as a human being. It's bad acting, sto- poor story development. It's like the supporting characters are good, or only one of them are good, but it's I feel like when you got a movie where there's too much star in a way, it gets a little annoying. Like you want, I feel like sometimes you need that side character that you just like, like the movie train wreck with Amy Schumer. If you did not have John Cena and LeBron James and Colin Quinn in that movie, that would be probably be the one of the worst movies I've ever seen. But because of those supporting characters and what they lend to scenes and everything else and the way that they deliver things, it makes it better. And I feel like there's only one guy in this whole entire movie that... What this movie really needed was for you to care about the brother. And why did they name the little brother Randy? Was that a, was that a dig? Oh. Oh. thinking that. Was that a dig at the Macho Man? Oh. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? Like, if you actually cared about Randy... Then yeah. all these stakes would mean so much more, but they don't. And it's not the actor's fault again. It's not that guy's fault. He's just written very poorly, and he's just one-dimensional, which I, is literally how I can describe like ninety-nine percent of these characters in this film. What I, are you giving this? How many dookies? Oh my goodness, a half a dookie. I am going to be completely agree. This is a half a dookie movie. Uh, it's full of nothing but jockasses, and I. And look, this is coming from me, like the one of the best and most well-known uh, critics of our era. Uh, this movie is truly awful, and Macamie is so much better than this movie. <laughs> I put it in the same boat. It's not in the same boat. If there are we much different tearing, boats. If we were tearing movies and this came up. You're making me tear just saying this. It would be that. Oh, and this poor guy that played Lug Wrench Perkins. That's such a uh, that can't be the name. That's the name of the character in the movie, Lug Wrench Perkins. He uh, also played Bane in Batman and Robin. Good for you for being in two crappy movies. Batman and Robin. Well, I can't say that I haven't watched it in a long time. I don't know. I was about to say maybe it's at least kind of fun, but it's been forever since I've seen it. He has a credit card. That's that's a bad yeah. card. Like and nipples. He's got bat nipples, Greg. We need to go. So <laughs> if you enjoy what we do here, uh, go support us on Patreon. Go check out our YouTube channel, Facebook, Instagram, other social medias. Uh, we're on the BICBP radio network. My head is hurting so bad from this movie and I have to talk about it. Yeah. Um, this was tough. We did this for you. This is a public service we just did. We provided for the public. I apologize to Johnny. I'm, I'm going to give a little did. backstory now. For he did apologize to me. That's so the truth. We were going to do, we we schedule things out. We schedule yes. things out. Way like a month ahead. ahead. Yeah. Which is pretty remarkable if you know me as a person. Yeah. I, I have it's a, all Andrew, just to be fair. 
But to be fair, I also have a planner and I write it down as we're talking. <laughs> yes, it helps. Yeah. So we were supposed to do Mortal Kombat and it was started coming up to time to record. So I was like, oh crap, I gotta watch Mortal Kombat. Now when I now when I suggested Mortal because it was my suggestion, yeah. was because I I don't remember which streaming service it was on, but it's on one of the ones that we had access to. I had saw it there. And so I suggested it. I was like, oh, because I really I have really fond memories of that original Mortal Kombat movie. I'm not saying it's a good movie, but it's a fun movie for me, right? So I was looking forward to it. And then you're like, oh, we're going to do Mortal Kombat this week. I was like, all right. And then all of a sudden, you send me this text. Uh, Johnny, it's it's not streaming anywhere. It's not. It's the, oh, so the 2001 is streaming on, what is that called? Max. But we wanted to do the original. Yeah, the 90s one, the one from the 90s. With the great uh, stunt chore- or fight choreographer, Pat Johnson, in it. Yes. Yeah. But we didn't. So I'm looking up, and I know Johnny loves Mr. Nanny. I do. <laughs> Johnny has mentioned Mr. Nanny many times. I don't know yes. if he's done it on the show, but to me, he has <laughs> mentioned Mr. Nanny plenty of times. So I was like, let's look up Mr. Nanny. I look up, or I looked up Mr. Nanny, not streaming anywhere. I'm like, what about No Holds Barred? I haven't seen that since I was since yeah. I was a kid. Uh, and I was like, oh, it's on Tubi. Let's watch this. So I'm like sitting in there, getting ready, and I watched it, and I regret it every minute. I apologized to Johnny the minute he was like, I have now seen No Holds Barred. <laughs> I pretty much told him I wouldn't brag about it. And oh man, I've never had it. I I promise you, Andrew. If we weren't doing this for a recording, I would not have made it past ten minutes. Oh my god, so bad. Very tough watch. I wish I could <laughs> find the Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but we have. Uh, I think we're doing Rookie of the Year next. So hopefully, yeah, unless it gets moved somewhere else and we can't watch it. Oh, geez. In that case, we're going to watch Suburban Commando. No. <laughs> we're going to try and rewatch Mac and me. No, we're not doing that either, ever again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm not going to do my normal sign off. I'm just going to say this Hulk Hogan. Um, you gave me many childhood memories, and this is one I regret going back to look back on. Yeah, this is one of those instances where uh, something should have stayed in the past. Yeah. Uh, it's painful to see this. And I just want to say for Andrew, I'm Johnny, and to all of our jock asses out there, we love you and keep up the good fight. <laughs> 